You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so Battle Red Blog is uh, one of the many online outlets that covers the uh, the Texans. Times are about to get good for those folks because I think D'Amico, D'Amico, Ryan's higher, and then a quarterback. Uh, those are the things that uh, types of things that drive traffic. So Battle Red Blog, oh my gosh, yeah. ba- Battle Red Blog has been doing five questions with a lot of different people who cover the team on this station, around town, things like that. They they did one with this clown Sean Pendergast that I'm looking at right now. Uh, Battle Red Blog. Five questions with Sports Radio 610 morning host Sean Pendergast. Do you, uh, you want to go through these answers and, and tear I these wanna, up from this moron? This, um, yeah, let's hear what this shock jock has to say. Okay, all right. This, this, uh, this, this, this guy, the only thing about these radio guys, Sean, yeah. they don't actually know squat. Right. They just, they're just there spewing out nonsense. They, like to hear the, they just like to hear the sound of their own voices. Exactly, exactly. Which, is, which by the way, couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that repels me more than the sound I of my know, own voice. I know, I'm in the truck with Amy, and an ad comes on with my voice. Yeah. Like, and sprain your wrist turning Volume that thing down. Yeah. She's like, I was listening to that. I'm like, I'll turn it up in 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes to- I'll be meeting with a prospective client, and they'll be like, oh, gosh, yeah. Man, I'd love to have that voice speaking for my product. And I'm like, me? This? Yeah. Yeah. My God. I actually had people pay me to do voiceover work a few years ago, and I'm like, why? <laughs> All right, here All right. we go. Here we That's go. Back to, back to, back to make-believe where but, we pretend I hate you. Where we pretend okay. that, And where I pretend that this is a different person than myself. So this clown yeah. Sean Pendergast answered five questions. Here, here are the five questions. Here we go. What are your thoughts on the D'Amico Ryan's hire? What style of play can Texan fans expect from him moving forward? Okay. Clown-ass Sean Pendergast said this. Yep. I think the hire is an A, and that grade has nothing to do with D'Amico's history with the organization in the city. Purely from a coaching standpoint, it's quite evident that Ryan's is a rising star and someone who's been pegged for this by his peers for a long time now. Add in, though, what he means to the organization in a city, and it's an A+. He's immediately oh. reinvigorated the fan base, re-engaged the Texans alum. I think okay. stylistically, it'll be a more aggressive version of defense. You can always lean on that. Every defensive coach is always <laughs> going to be more aggressive than the pre- – by, by virtue I'm, – I'm pausing on this right yeah. here. By virtue of every press conference ever, we should have been at a stage now where people are literally getting murdered on the field because everybody's more aggressive than their predecessor. You know okay, and I'll withhold my I'll withhold my grade of your grade here in a second because okay. I want to. But I'm, let me take that note about the physicality. Okay, 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 okay. More aggressive than we've seen in recent seasons, and most importantly, I think he will do light years better at putting guys, um, Derek Stingley, in position oh. to accentuate their strengths. It'll be fun. Okay, um, here's where I think you lied a little bit. I think you said that it was an A and that had nothing to do with D'Amico's history. Yeah. I feel like if you were if you were giving it I think you would have been positive on this hire regardless uh like if, if D'Amico had no ties to the Texans at all, he would have been identified already as one of the top candidates. Um and actually if he didn't have any ties to the Texans, he might have taken a couple other visits. You know, oh, for sure. to, he Definitely. might have done another couple interviews yes. or at least Zoom calls. So you would have been excited about it, but you would have had reservations about him being a defensive guy. Okay. So I think A minus would have been the ceiling, right. and then you would have bucked it up to an A based on the fact that he was. Uh, th- so I, I, 
I haven't had that reservation. You have. And it's a, as I've always say, it's a completely understandable reservation to have. By no means am I saying that like you're an idiot if you, if you want an offensive guy. Yep. I totally, totally get it. It has to be in an extreme circumstance where all the other head coach attributes of a, of a candidate outweigh the offensive factor. And I, I believe that D'Amico does do okay, that. Okay, so clown-ass Sean Pendergast actually had an okay answer on that I one. I would say, yeah, I would give you a B-plus on that answer because I think you're lying to yourself a little <laughs> okay, bit about... Fair enough, about <laughs> which I do every day. I look in the um, mirror and lie to myself, yes. As far as the physicality, I think that's, that's, that's based on film. Yeah. You know, the 49ers are a team that when you watch them... You know, rugby teams will grade tackles. Yep. They don't just they don't just chalk it up like, oh, this guy had ten tackles, awesome, right? They they grade whether you knock the guy back, whether he knocks you back, all that stuff. And um, and I think if D'Amico's teams these last two years were rugby squads, they would grade out pretty well on the tackling. They they have very few missed tackles. And remember, it's not just oh, they've got Nick Bosa. No, they've got a bunch of guys who are mid round draft picks like Fred Warner who are ass kickers yep. out there. And that comes from a, a complete and total mentality. So I think that's a fair point to okay, make. Okay, okay. It's Next, not just like new coach talk. Like right. that, that's backed up by Phil. They hit him and pra- the way D'Amico played as a player. He played as a player. They hit him practice and training camp, all those things. All right. yeah, you know, when Brian Cushing got to the Texans, he was actually a meek little um, uh, frightened child. And he went through and the then- D'Amico car wash <laughs> and he became an assassin, yes. Yeah. All right, L- line, line of questioning number two here. Okay. If it were you making the call, are you definitely taking QB at number two, assuming they're all on the board, which one would you take? Assuming your favorite is taken at number one, who's your second choice? Clown-ass Sean Pendergast, in answering these questions from Battle Red Blog, said the yeah. following. With the caveat that things can change between now and the draft, right now I would say absolutely QB with the first pick. For me, it's Bryce Young, and I've been steadfast in that since the beginning of this college football season. Other yes, than yes. other than his thank you, other than his slight build, I love everything about him. Particularly, I love his leadership skills, and I think his personality builds on the hope momentum we're already feeling from the D'Amico hire. I take Stroud with the number two pick if I had to, and feel decent about that. Yeah, um, that's. I guess if it goes by gut emotion, I'm at Bryce Young with fears about his size, but I'm also kind of in a devil may care headspace where. Uh, I, like, I don't care. I just don't care. Yes, every quarterback has a chance of getting injured. Maybe Bryce Young's are a little bit higher. I do think that Bryce Young shows a certain sixth sense pocket awareness yes. that a lot of quarterbacks don't show, including, I think, C.J. Stroud. I think when I watch, when I watch Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, there is just more of a natural feel to Bryce Young's game. Yep. Like a, 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 a quiet confidence to w- the way he operates – in the backfield, um, the way he's able to process things. And I'm not talking about going through progressions or anything like that. There's a like a Deshaun Watson sense of just not panicking at all. Yep. No sense of feeling like he has to hurry up his process or anything. And that comes with having a very good awareness of things. So um, I, your power rankings are probably the same as mine. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. Okay. I guess maybe if I'm being totally honest, maybe you and I could both be marked down for being too – cavalier about the body size issue. maybe maybe yeah. but, so that so clown ass sean pendergast actually had a decent answer on number two but yeah yeah and you i think you largely agreed with me except you've been more steadfast i've wavered between bryce young and cj stroud yeah, uh, but bryce. i've settled in on I, i've watched enough that i just i like bryce young the quarterback better yeah i also think I'm, i've been trying to do like body analysis on him body type analysis and, and i'm glad that jalen hurts had the year he did i do feel that bryce young his, I don't think his frame is all that much different than 
than um, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think that I think that Jalen Hurts has just put on a lot He's more muscle. On so I think Bryce Young bulk. can put on quality weight. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Battle Red Blog question number three to clown ass radio host Sean Pendergast. Free agency is coming fairly soon. Which positions do you see the Texans targeting? Are there any names off the bat that intrigue you? Sean Pendergast says, I'd like to see them spend money on the interior of both lines. On offense, I'd love to see them bring in a veteran center who can help steady Kenyon Green and who might fit with what Bobby Sloak wants to do offensively. Connor McGovern of the Jets comes to mind. On defense, an ass kicker on the interior would be awesome. If they're going to splurge, swing for Javon Hargrave or Deron Payne. I wouldn't mind a veteran safety to put alongside Jalen Petrie. Also, if they can get a high-level veteran running back for 60 cents on the dollar, I think that'd be great, too. They pretty much need everything. Yeah. Um, I think your position grades are correct. It's unfortunate that this is not going to be a great year for free agent wide receivers or interior offensive linemen. Yeah. But the one, the positive is that, man, the NFL is becoming more basketball and baseball-like every day when it comes to trades. And, and the, Texans, the Texans have these draft picks. I wonder what the fan base's appetite is for trades for veterans right now because it still does feel I think most people feel like okay look we still want to build for the future and you want as many potential great guys as possible without trading these things away and also having to spend cap space on it don't get me wrong I think if there were an AJ Brown like trade to be had people would be super excited about it if you do get Bryce Young one one thing that people have mentioned is okay but you don't really have a premier wide receiver right now um what are you going to do with your rookie quarterback? You've got to get a receiver sometime in the next two years. I would love for it to be this year. It just might not be. I think it's in, but I do. I think if you do, it'll be in the draft. I think that I think you got to. I don't think the receiver is going to be out there right now that you feel awesome about trading for. Those guys were all traded for last year. I think we're at least a year away from the Texans being a team that's at least a year away from being a team that's in the conversation for trading high draft capital for a two soon to be second contract veteran. It's got it right. You want to do that when you're right at the brink. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're just not there just yet. Right. Uh, question number four. I say just yet. Like, like oh you know, God. we're close. God, we're we almost a, everybody's there. happy with that coach. Literally, so l- literally yeah. the last sentence of my previous yeah. answer was they pretty much need everything, and now we've got them uh, making trades. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a B just for not uh, offering up enough specific names. Okay. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> question number four, Battle Red Blog. To clown ass radio host Sean Pendergast. Nick Casario's come under some fire for some of the questionable decisions that have been made the last two years. How much are you putting on him versus others within the organization? How much rope are you giving him from this point forward? Here's what clown ass Sean Pendergast said okay. Nick definitely hasn't been perfect. To wit, the Brandon Cooks extension, the Shaq, law, the Shaq loss in trade and restructure. And until I see reason for otherwise, the Stingley and Green picks in the first round last year deserve intense scrutiny. That said, I can't think of a GM who inherited a worse situation, and that's before Deshaun Watson asked for a trade and before Watson was sued by 24 women. Is that the number? I lost track at 22. I put that in parentheses. Obviously, if things go sour over the next two seasons, Casario will be gone and Ryans will be working with a new GM, but I blame a lot of where we are right now on the damage Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby did to the roster and the organization. They did a number on the Texans. Yeah, so I I think um, that probably sums it up right. It's... it's hard to defend the Shaq Lawson deal in particular. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I have defended Casario for a lot of these journeyman type signings 
the Christian Kirksey guys of the world, like these one and two year deals where you bring in a, a veteran guy that's just a good solid NFL player, wouldn't necessarily start on all teams, but would start on a bunch of teams or several teams because it helps set uh, set a culture, hopefully. Shaq Lawson never quite fit the bill on any of those areas. You know, he didn't seem like this, this like Christian Kirksey, I think, is pretty well respected and viewed as like, okay, this is just. This is a salt-of-the-earth type guy. He's going to show up, do his job, be a good dude, all that stuff. Um, where I don't think Shaq Lawson wasn't considered a bad guy, but he's also just a, a guy that kind of had untapped potential. I didn't, I didn't quite understand trading and then giving him a new deal with new money for, for, for whatever reason. That, that's the, that, that was the part. It's the financial part that I had an issue with because they yeah. traded Benardrick McKinney for Shaq Lawson. They were going to dump Benardrick McKinney. Right, right. So they, but it was giving him that new deal with, with more guaranteed money on top of it. If it was just for salary cap maneuverings, okay, I guess. Yeah, but. well, it, it was. I mean, they, they didn't give him additional money. They turned his salary into a signing bonus and spread it out. And so now all of a sudden, they got, he got, basically got most of his money. Okay. You know what I mean? Whereas, but then traded him away for... They cut him, I think. Or did they trade him to the Jets? I can't I remember. They traded him to the Jets for like a six or a they seven. They might have traded him for a six. Yeah, that, but... Whatever it was, it wasn't enough to. Now maybe the thought was okay, because the other thing that's happening in the NFL right now is I think some I think some teams are looking at guaranteed money they give to a guy who's a little bit in limbo. Yeah. It's just kind of like buying a draft pick yeah. for when you end up trading that guy. You're gonna okay. We paid a premium by giving him ten million guaranteed, but we got a fifth rounder back for him. Yeah. So maybe they thought that Shaq Lawson was gonna command you know a a, a, a better price from a playoff hungry team at yep. some point. Uh, on March 17th, okay, we traded to the, okay, uh, on August 29th, the Jets traded a six-round pick to the Texans yeah. in exchange for Lawson, so it was a trade, okay. Um, last one, and this- Rare memory win for Seth Payne. Note it down, Mike, Mar- uh, Ben. <laughs> you undid that quick. Rare, Mark that one down, too. Rare memory <laughs> win. Write that one down, dude whose name I just botched. <laughs> God, you're the best. <laughs> I had a rare procrastination win yesterday, Sean. I did six HR modules that were overdue because I so desperately did not want to do something, uh, other paperwork that I was supposed to. So I feel like that's a, <laughs> that's using procrastination to your advantage. Big time. The HR modules got done because I really didn't want to work on my dad's estate. Did yeah. you, did you know, did you, that's awesome. Did you notice that a couple of them had, uh, human error bathrobe guy in yeah, it Yeah, the again? fun little skip Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually enjoyed it. Right, it was a win. Right, yeah. A couple of them were fun. Um, last one on the Battle Red blog questions. We don't need to do a deep dive on this one because there's a promo on the station running every 20 minutes with me saying this. Basically, they're asking me, clown-ass radio host Sean Pendergast, um, who, what scenario could you envision where the Texans go from worst to first in the AFC South, like the Jags did this past year? And I've said, real quick, I've said that I think the three things that need to happen, defense needs to become a top half to top third of the league defense in, okay. in efficiency. Um, whatever quarterback they decide to draft needs to be a quick study and, and play at, a, at, at at least an upper half of the league level his rookie year. They're about, you know, middle of the pack. And then, uh, and then Jacksonville needs to be a little bit phony. Like the Jacksonville we saw the last two months of last year, Cannot be the real Jacksonville. Other, I mean that the, the Jacksonville of the last two months of last season is a twelve win team. Texans yeah. ain't winning twelve games. So th- those are my three things. I think that um, 
One of the things that might come along with that, too, that I would add to it. I'll give you an A on that. Overall, I think you got an A or an A minus. Thank you. On that. Um, but if they drafted, if, if they ended up drafted Bryce Young and Quentin Johnston from TCU, the wide receiver out of TCU, and it, it's, again, this is an improbable thing you're asked about. Improbable that both the quarterback and the receiver would break out in their rookie year, especially in this offense where it takes a little while yeah. sometimes for, for guys to get good at it. But um, that would be the most electrifying. Because if you saw those guys break out a little bit, it, it, then you can really envision a future there. Absolutely. That's my little dream. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. All right, uh, Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle. He's going to jump in with us in the next segment, as he does each and every Friday. What did Brooks make of Jim Irsay's comments about the quarterback from Alabama? We'll talk to Brooks Cabina next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Friday. Good to be with you. Uh, it's Friday. It's about 725-ish, which means... I just texted a few of my... Um... Which means, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're coming back. We're about to talk to Brooks Cabina here on the uh, on yeah. the show. No, um, I know we're back. I forgot we were talking to Brooks. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to tell you about my friends from Philly and what they said about Angelo Cataldi. The people we'll, love we'll that later on. Cataldi yeah. on the text page. My God. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, Brooks Cabina, the Houston Chronicle, joins us here on the uh, program as he does uh, each and every week at this time. How are we doing, Brooks? Doing all right. Um, I I hope uh, it's not too loud over here from the. Mexico City Airport. Um, I had the phone in here a bit, so we'll uh, we'll got some Texans to talk about, but uh, gonna try and uh, 
get some of that off-season time, too. Oh, okay. So where where are you? You're in Mexico? Or you're headed to Mexico? I'm, I'm sitting in the, uh, the the sea hall of the Mexico City Airport. Okay. Yeah. Are you connecting to yeah. somewhere tropical, or are you in Mexico City? I am. Okay. I am. I'm connecting somewhere, but I'll leave that. Okay, uh, yeah. We don't want to give up your, your whereabouts. No. Anybody find me. Yeah, no, we don't need that for you, uh, of course. Um, so... Uh, it looks like Clint Kubiak is going to San Francisco. Um, the, right. the rumors had been he was he could could have been coming here to be on D'Amico Ryan's staff. What's your sense on where we are with the full staff announcement? Right, like what do you from what you can piece together? What are the things that are left to do? At least from the things we know that have been reported publicly for D'Amico Ryan's and the staff. Yeah, it, they've got their main structure in place. Um, I mean, they've obviously got their offense coordinator, defensive coordinator. Um, they're, uh, they've, they've made their decisions on whether who's going to be retained or not. And then it's just piecing together the uh, position coaches and um, different support roles of uh, um, uh, whether you want, you know, different kind of pass, run game type coordinators that uh, we see in, in different coaching staff. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was part of the question. Um, you know, how much D'Amico Lyons was able to uh, take from his uh, San Francisco staff and also Clint Kubiak tied to uh, the Shanahan system. Um, you know, some of that's still getting sorted out after the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, still still piecing that together. I'm, I'm expecting that they'll be done with this um, next week and um, they're, they're still piecing that together. Speaking with Brooks Kamina from the Houston Chronicle. Brooks, Sean and I were just chatting earlier about um, kind of just the the energy of the fan base seems to be different without having won any extra games or anything like that. Have you noticed, um, do you get more angry emails in these last few weeks than you usually do this time of year? No. Um, I, I, the, the emails I've gotten mostly have just been about, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's being hired and um, that there was a lot of energy around that. Um and questions about how they're going to make their picks. Um, I, I, I uh, sometimes try and ignore emails, but uh, I, you know, after a little while, you um, oh. you know, uh, get a chance to read them every now and then again. Just uh, trying to it's remove scary taking that plunge. And no, I know it's it's scary because usually it's a, it's it, largely most of them are all very good and they give you something. But it's just every time you press the. Every time you press the open button, there's a chance that somebody's about to just unfurl a whole bunch of hatred on you. Yeah, I, I, I get, I get I, where you're coming I, from, buddy. The balance between actual like responses of stories and questions about the Texans to people like nitpicking by grammar is actually pretty pretty high. So, uh, <laughs> oh, really? Like I in a bad a way? You you get more grammar oh, critiques yeah. than anything. I had to. I sometimes I've had to screenshot secondary definitions of words and send it back to them. Be like. Yeah, hey, appreciate it. You know, I, I, I do know what this word means, but I, I, I'm glad that we have this relationship and that you paid 99 cents for six months to critique my writing, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a hell of a, it's a cheap hobby. 99 Brooks cents. Brooks being a professional elementary school student. That's right. Yes. That's right. Syntax. Exactly. Could have been. Fifth grader. No <laughs> Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle, joining us. Hey, Brooks, a lot made this week out of Jim Irsay's comments at Shane Steichen's introductory press conference, where yeah. not just once but twice he re- references uh, grooming a young quarterback. Uh, he mentioned specifically 
the kid from Alabama, not by name, but we know who he's talking about. What did you make of Ursay's comments? Do you think they're just smoke, or do you think Jim Ursay is incapable of smoke? Well, I don't think he's incapable of it, but at when you when you just get an offensive mind as a head coach and you're trying to generate excitement on the day of his press conference, I mean, the main thing everybody thinks about is Steichen's development of quarterback. So they have a number four overall pick. Um, you know, that obviously signals quarterback for that team. That I mean, Jim Irsay is the guy that pushed to make all the moves to uh, move beyond Carson Wentz and the, the cycle that followed that. So he wants to close that circle, and he certainly seems to have his target in mind. And, um, you know, that's putting them – that also signals to other people that you're open to talk about trading for that kind of player. So – um, does he need to say that out loud? No, um, but I think it's part of that, you know, generating excitement and um, you know, trying to figure out and say the say the market's open that you're interested. So, yeah, I mean that that's a scenario where the Texans should be looking at at number two overall, um, and the Bears obviously open at the market at number one, trying to decide whether whether it's worth moving up one or. Um, you know, whether they feel like they can get their guy at two. Have you gotten a sense, because um, as you follow as you follow mock drafts, sometimes it's easy to start to get a false sense that the guys are rising or falling. With right. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, uh, it seems that there are some people that are just flat out opposed to draft, uh, like amongst NFL pr- people. There's some people that are, might like br- uh, Bryce Young a lot, but they're just going to be flat out opposed to taking somebody who's smaller. Have you gotten a sense for the ratio when you talk to people from various um, teams and around the NFL? Like, uh, like what percentage of NFL teams, if you had to guess, just flat out wouldn't take Bryce Young if they had the number one overall pick? I I don't know if that's the case, right? I don't I don't know if I have a enough of a sample size across 32 teams. Those who I've talked to, there have been some coaches who are definitely concerned about his durability and his size. Um, that Those are questions that can sometimes be answered by how does he train leading up to the NFL combine? Does he bulk up his body? Does he look uh, bigger? Does he, you know, does he answer some of those questions and how he might develop beyond a college to a pro? Um, but even still, his frame signals concerns that I know I've talked to a few coaches about. But whether that's you know the, the majority opinion across the league, I don't know. Uh, but there, I, from what I can glean, there's no question about his ability as a quarterback, his decisions as a, as a passer. Um, but as it relates to the Texans, um, you know, you you look at a system and uh, that that. You know, you, you just saw the 49ers have to deal with a bunch of injuries at quarterback. So they, they had to shift all the way down to their fourth-string guy by the end of the NFC Championship game. But I will also point out that a lot of those guys that were injured were kind of the prototype mold. So it happens even to the prototype mold. So, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about the frames, the sizes of the quarterbacks. But um, I think in the end, if the Texans are making a decision at quarterback, it's who between Stroud, Levis, Bryce Young fits what they're trying to do offensively. But um, I've been looking more at the defensive side recently this past week for the Texans, and that's just kind of how the nature of mock drafting goes. Is like you start focusing on one aspect of the team, 
And all of a sudden you think they're, you start talking to coaches and people in the league and you're like, I think they're going to go defense or offense or whatever. That'll shift. I'm sure, um, as, uh, as my interest goes into it in the next couple of months, but, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the conversation I hear. Brooks, I, uh, we're talking to Brooks Cabini, the Houston Chronicle before we get you out of here and let you get on your plane so you can go sit on a beach. Um, you you have a piece uh, that is either going up or has gone up on the Chronicles website about Matt Burke, who I think a lot of Texan fans are probably not very familiar with, other than just the you know just the profiles that they've read about his resume and things like that. But what can you tell us about the piece you've got going up and what you've learned about the Texans' new DC? He's the most interesting person I've written a story about since covering the Texans. Uh, I mean, this guy is a is just from I've, I've talked to people who are. Roommates of his at Dartmouth, teammates at Dartmouth, uh, coaches who worked with him in, in, in Miami, and uh, Jim Schwartz, who was his mentor with the Lions and such. And all of them, all of them say two things: one, he's a cerebral, smart, kind of philosopher-type guy who has, you know, seen a lot um, in the world. I mean, he's traveled up to about forty countries. I mean, we're, the guy who has such a thrill for. Uh, uh, just adventure, and it, it, he, he like he, he once bungee jumped off the second highest spot in the world in New Zealand. Uh, he he hikes with silverback gorillas in Uganda. Um, he's toured Turkey and um, sits, has, has been in like saunas in Iceland. I mean, all of the trips. I talked to a linebacker with the Lions who would say every time he'd come back in the off season, he beard be a little bit longer, his hair would be a bit longer, and he had all these stories. And we're just sitting there like, what the hell? <laughs> He's just a, a kind of a really interesting guy. But defensively, um, uh, Jim Schwartz was talking to me. He said, like, whenever he was looking for people to hire as coaches, he's always looking for somebody smart enough to come from the Ivy League but stupid enough to get into coaching. And when you think about when – I, when I started to think about Matt Burke and all of his adventures and why that makes sense for football, it's like – He's had such a curious mind, and football fulfills that. When you're sitting there studying film for hours at a time, imagining, you know, the curious answers of why, why, what do you do to counterbalance Peyton Manning and his pre-snap duels or the Texans' outside zone reads? Those were things that he dug into early on in his career, and uh, started to understand a lot about the front that, that D'Amico Ryan's is familiar with and why he. Um, likes Matt Burke and um, it, 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 the Schwartz front that Durante Jones, who uh, worked with him in Miami, um, uh, a lot of defensive coordinators coming out of that um, that that coaching staff across uh, across the NFL. Um, I mean, it's just it, it's it was described to me as like you know a, like if you imagined train tracks and the angle that's there, the people that are on the front are just going to go in that direction and just destroy blocks on their way into the backfield, just to simply put it, which means you have to have the kind of guys to do that scheme. You look at the 49ers, um, if you think about any Jim Schwartz defense, you got those stud defensive tackles, all pros like Albert Hainsworth and, and Dominican Sue. So when you think about what the Texans have defensively, Malik Collins was one of their best defensive players on the interior, but a lot of this draft talk is going to go around Jalen Carter in Georgia. And this is kind of what I was saying earlier, um, just how mock drafts tend to go. You start looking into one aspect and think of what would fit within the defense. And the Texans have 
a supreme need to stop the run and some help they need along the interior of the defensive line. You know, the, all the things that they need offensively, too, there's something to be said for a fulfillment on the interior and uh, what, Matt Burt, what Matt Burt could do in his second time as def- defensive coordinator when given the pieces would be interesting. And uh, I can't wait to actually have a press conference with the guy and, and talk about a lot of these things because he really is one of the most interesting people I've written about. Should be good. Should be good, no doubt. Brooks Cabina, Houston Chronicle. You can get that article he just talked about. Houston Chronicle. Uh, wait, is it cron.com these days, Brooks, or is it Texas Sports Nation? It's uh, HoustonChronicle.com. HoustonChronicle.com. Um, yeah, cron.com is a separate news uh, newsroom. Okay. And I do have to explain that yep. uh, on the street. Okay. So, there you go. I'm glad I asked. Shows you what's po- yeah. Cron.com has a curious algorithm where every now and then you'll get a headline. It was like, wait, it's October and the Texans just hired a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, what the hell's going yeah. on? Okay, yeah. HoustonChronicle.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll I'll, uh, I'll just yeah. HoustonChronicle.com. There we go. Yeah, no, just say 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 less, Brooks. That's that's good. Yeah, Houston Chronicle. Yeah. HoustonChronicle.com. Brooks, go get yourself some nice drinks on a beach somewhere. All right, man. All right, thanks. Uh, you too, Brooks Cabina, on his yeah, way somewhere tropical. To, I look forward to the poet warrior Matt Burke answering questions. <laughs> I can't like, wait. Uh, I, what's what's your plan versus the Colts this week? Well, I got a sonnet you know, one, here for you. One might evade or run away from the fact, but nobody doubts that life comes to end in death. <laughs> <laughs> that was right off the top of. So I've been head. grinding a lot of film trying to keep my mind off of that. <laughs> All right. I also like the way, the way Brooks described it, hiking with silverback gorillas. I can't imagine a worse hiking partner than a than a silverback gorilla. I was picturing because when that when that guy wants to stop for trail mix, you're not you're no. not you're you're stopping. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm picturing the two of them just swinging their arms and whistling <laughs> while they're hiking with each other. <laughs> the silverback gorilla's got like a bandana over his head. Yeah, Some, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a stick like a walking stick. Yeah, that's a, that's a North Face hiking shorts. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, mock draft injection. We do it. Uh, well, we're a little late on. On this one, but right before headlines, we do it. This is a this is this is one from CBSSports.com that has a move up to number one and a pick that I have not seen anybody do yet. And this would be a shocker if it happened on draft day. We will get to uh, the latest mock draft next and headlines as well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. I had my mic Matt on. As, guys. I had my mic on as I was telling Seth something was cool. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Matt Burke, the defensive coordinator, and what an interesting man he sounds that's like. That's right. That's right. And we were wondering, <laughs> we were talking about various ways we could lure him into uh, weekend retreats to, He'd be uh, fun. <laughs> you know, 
for enlightenment, but also some uh, good good interview material. Enlightenment, too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's do some this Aaron Rodgers style stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I think Rogers is on his retreat. Well, anyways, um, so oh, but God help you if you if get, I get it wrong. wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. I, yeah, I don't want to hear from the lawyers. Yeah, um, <laughs> calling the dogs. Chris Trapasso, CBSSports.com, mock draft twenty twenty three. This is a scenario that I have not heard yet. As as you know, if you listen regularly, we call this our mock draft injection. It's a little injection of mock draft energy that we give you each and every day, just before headlines. Um. This one is interesting. This one has a ton of trades of veteran quarterbacks. He's got Derek Carr signing with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers traded to the Raiders. Lamar Jackson traded to the Falcons. All kinds of stuff going on here involving trades of picks. But the big trade he has is the Colts moving up from 4-1 to to draft a quarterback. But that quarterback is not Bryce Young. That quarterback is not C.J. Stroud. Oh. That quarterback is not even Kentucky's Will Levis. He, the Indianapolis Colts, with the first pick in the Chris Trapasso CBSSports.com mock draft, select Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. And this is what he says. I think Richardson is going to emphatically remove the lid from Lucas Oil Stadium at the NFL Combine. Oh boy. That will lead the Colts to taking a chance on him, given the hiring of former Eagle... Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as head coach. Richardson has similarities to Jalen Hurts and all pro upside. That's a bold mock right there by Chris Trapasso. I think I, um, I, I, it feels like it's shaping up into that kind of a quarterback class, doesn't it? Where like there's enough, there's the top three, but it feels like Richardson might be a dark horse candidate that a couple of teams might feel strongly. Like, like, like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was a guy that obviously had more college success than Anthony Richardson, but was still, because of his size concerns and the baseball dynamic and all of that, that it, it, for him to go number one overall, there had to be a certain team at the top. Yeah. There, there might have, maybe there were eight teams in the league that would have drafted Kyler Murray number one overall. Um, I think Anthony Richardson, maybe there are two or three teams that would, would draft Anthony Richardson number one overall, but it, it just might work out that way that they like his upside that much and just figure that okay he's a project but we see where he's going we've seen guys like this before and the the upside is so big that yeah we're gonna do it the, the one I would compare it to Seth as you were talking that through this is starting to feel a lot like the 2021 draft where we knew Trevor Lawrence was there and he was gonna go number one but then you got Zach Wilson and Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Mac Jones and next thing you know five have been picked in the top 15 you know, like it, yeah. we like the, and and three in the top three, and Richardson feels like the Trey Lance of that group, where he's only started thirteen games at Florida. He's got these insane physical tools, and well, and you think if Richardson, Richardson, you might add, I I might recommend that a guy with insane physical tools might be better off going to like a North Dakota State type of school because then <laughs> you're gonna look good on film. You're gonna look whatever, amazing, yeah. Yeah, whatever rawness there is, they're going to uh, they're going to figure like, well, uh, he's a small school, and then there you go. Yep. Where if you're raw and you're playing in the SEC, it's uh, it's just a different dynamic. Yep. All right, let's get to what the Texans do with this uh, Chris Trapasso mock draft. With the second pick, the Texans select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. The Texans upgrade the quarterback position in a big way with Young, who has all the improvisational brilliance to succeed. In today's NFL, so Bryce Young at two, and I, 
And I would be cool with that, obviously, if he's there at two. That's who I want, as we've uh, outlined many, many times on this show. Yeah, yeah. And um, that'll be, boy, talk about a period of tension there because it's going to be Bryce Young in May, June, July, nothing except speculation. And then August, August you get to see him in the preseason yeah. against NFL-sized men, and which I don't – man – I wish people would stop saying, hey, you played in the SEC and guys are big in the SEC. Like, there's analysts saying that who would also have, I'm sure, crushed. Was it Leonard Fournette that said that he wasn't that impressed with the speed of the it NFL? Was. He sure was. Yeah. Yep. And then. Yeah, it was Leonard Fournette. And then he would go on to rush for like t- two yards per carry. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Let's do the, uh, let's do the, t- let's do the 12th pick in the Chris Trapasso mock draft. With the 12th pick. The Houston Texans select Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. And he says this, Addison can either learn lots from the similarly sized Brandon Cooks in year one or act as his instant replacement with Young and Addison, Young being Bryce Young. This is a quality first-round haul for Houston. I'm amazed that some of the – this is the second national draft analyst who, in taking a wide receiver at 12 for the Texans, yesterday was Quentin Johnston – this is the second straight one who has brought up Brandon Cooks as a possible asset to a young receiver, as if Brandon Cooks is going to be with the Texans in uh, in twenty twenty three. You know, where he says you can he can learn lots from the, the sim- similarly are... sized Brandon Cooks. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's. So that's so Jordan Addison and the, the other guys on the board here. The Quentin Johnston's on the board there at 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 twelve. I would rather have him. Um, as people know, I'd rather have Michael Mayer of Notre Dame. So that's where we are with the Chris Trapasso mock draft. But the big trade up, number one, for Anthony Richardson, who I read an article about yesterday. He was studying to be a firefighter in high school. In high school, he was studying to be a fire, firefighter. Uh, pretty interesting kid. All right, uh, let's, Ben, let's get to headlines. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines, brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. All right, spring training in the Astros. Dana Brown met with the media yesterday. A lot to get to from what Dana Brown had to say at spring training. Let's start with the contract extensions that are still on the to-do list for the Houston Astros. Of course, they got Christian Javier done a few days ago, five years, 64 mil. Uh, the, the, two, the next two big ones to get done, Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez are the two that people want to see get done. Here was Dana Brown on the latest with those two contract extension situations. I wake up every day and go to bed every night thinking like, hey, it'd be great to get these guys signed. Um, you know, so on the to-do list, it's, 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 it's priority. Um, you know, other than that, you know, getting into camp and getting to know the players, this, this coaching staff, and also uh, getting to learn more about these players in terms of evaluating them. That would be up in, 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 at the top as well. All right, so... High priority, Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez. I, Kyle Tucker would be the one everyday player that I'm anxious to see get to spring training, um, just to see what he has to say about his loss in arbitration. The, the everyday players that have reported so far, um, Jeremy Pena, Jordan Alvarez, Michael Brantley, um, JT Matajevic, and I'm missing one. I'm missing, I'm missing one or two. Mauricio Dubon showed up today. There's been about six or seven guys that have shown up. Kyle Tucker is not one of them. I'm anxious to see what he has to say. We've heard Dana Brown's side of things. I'm anxious to see what Kyle Tucker has to say about his loss in arbitration. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he says anything controversial. When was the last time we had an Astros player say something somewhat controversial? 
Feels like once feels like once Keuchel was out of the door, there wasn't too much criticism from players of the organization. Um, obviously, yeah. I mean, Correa going after the Dodgers, t- selling them to shut the bleep up and stuff like that. I mean, that I don't know how controversial that was, but that yeah. was it. Got a lot of run, you know. Well, Granky. Granky, you know, Granky flat out said in his Zach Granky way that he wasn't very happy about being pulled during the World Series. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, or that he felt like he hadn't. Remember, he he said he didn't always feel like the organization had his back um, at the one point. So, but that was always in a way that was like, okay, Granky's just going to say whatever, so it doesn't feel anything. Um, yeah, this I think that Kyle talk a two and a half million difference right now is a big deal unless. The Astros have been talking to his agent, and this is almost almost like a, a formality that's a prelude to an announced bigger deal. Yeah, you can make up two and a half million bucks when you give him a six year extension spread out over that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> easily. So yeah, so um, and also though the other side of it too is okay with the shift rules. Nobody, uh, both Tucker and Jordan had they were in the top 20 of outs hit into the shift um the last season and there's a good reason to believe that Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez without getting any better will have better numbers this year just with the removal of the shift yep and then uh, on top of that if he has an even better year than he had last year Kyle Tucker could be Kyle Tucker could be looking at an extension kind of like well yeah but man that really pales in comparison to what I'll get a few years from now in free agency yep um the uh Dana Brown had a lot to say about a lot of stuff. Michael Brantley, we mentioned, is in camp. The everyday players don't need to be there until next week. Michael Brantley is there. He's coming off a shoulder surgery. The target is to get him on the field for opening day. Where are we at with that right now, Dana Brown? Brantley's been around the game a long time, you know, with his dad. And I think the makeup is pretty special, and he's working his butt off to to get back. And I think that, you know, they feel real good about him being back. Uh, But, you know, it's still day-to-day, but he's – He's hitting and, and, you know, he's fielding ground balls and he's moving well and he, he's not feeling much pain. So he's uh, he's on course. He's on course. I, I think it's going to be – it's going to go down to the wire, but I think it's going to be close. All right. So Michael Brantley hopefully back for opening day. i got to get some of these reporters some uh, windscreens for their microphones. Yeah, you, you take what you can get, I think. I, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's the Brantley update. The last one here from Dana Brown, we mentioned Tucker and Valdez extensions. They're also trying to get extensions done with some of their veteran players like Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve. I just made it clear to them, you know, and then there's some communication with Scott Boris, you know, because he has both players, uh, that, hey, you know what, Th- these guys should retire here, you know. They should be Houston for life, man, because we think and value their their abilities. We think Altuve has still got some uh, gas in the tank, you know, and and of course, you know, Bregman's he's still pretty good. So uh, we're 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 trying to sustain the winning, and it's gonna it's just gonna some guys we're gonna get done sooner, and then some guys we're gonna have to wait. But we are constantly in communication to try to. Make sure that we get these players secured. This is where Seth. It was that cut yesterday. You you were talking earlier about Dana Brown's style, his social yeah. style. Yeah. Um. And and I like it. In I a think good it's way. Kind yeah. of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. No. I think he's very open and very honest. And it was that cut yesterday that kind of crystallized it for me because he was talking about talking to Scott Boris of all people, saying, you know, these two guys, Bregman and Altuve. I mean, they're just H town for life. You know, like these are guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you're appealing to the sentimental side of somebody who who has like and who's 
whose heart cavity is just completely empty and barren, and it's just whose whose chest cavity is a wasteland with no heart in it. Scott Boris, I'm sure that appeals to Scott Boris greatly. The sentimentality of H Town. I do think though that Boris, the the thing I'll say for Boris is that look, Altuve twice has signed deals well ahead of free agency with the Astros, and I think they were deals that were not overly team or player friendly. They just made sense. And it's not I, I think Boris at the end of the day does remember that he works for his clients. So oh, yeah. I don't get as nervous and basically just because of El Tuve and El Tuve alone, I don't get as nervous about a guy being represented by Boris as as maybe I would have in the past. I don't either. It's just the way he said that, Dana Brown. Oh, he yeah. made it sound like he was giving that pitch to Boris and I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you also okay, yeah, Dana White's been around long enough to know that like he's not gonna go into a conversation with Scott Boris and like appeal to Boris's actual emotional side. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Let's give away some tickets here quickly. Uh, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss pair of tickets to see that duo raising the roof tour Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion April the 26th call now 713-572-4610 call number five gonna win a pair of tickets to see Robert Plant and Allison Krauss on the 26th of April up in the woodlands you're listening to KLT and KLT HD2 and Odyssey Station so Astros spring training is going on Seth and I'll be there a week from Sunday let's keep moving with headlines um the Yankees are in spring training as well. They're still licking their wounds from the uh, sweep at the hands of the Astros. Although, if you listen to that silly reliever, Michael King, that we played yesterday, you would think that it was the Yankees uh, who swept the Astros in the postseason. At any rate, Garrett Cole, I'll give Garrett Cole a little credit. He is uh, much more honest about where the Yankees are and what happened in the postseason last year. He made an attempt at humor yesterday, Seth. Let's rate this. Garrett Cole made a joke yesterday. He made a funny. Here is Garrett Cole when he was asked about getting destroyed by the Astros in the postseason. Garrett, you said yourself that you had a good season last year, a great season. I apologize if I'm misquoting you. But then did it hurt more the way it ended? Well, I mean, we got waxed. So, you know, anytime you get waxed, it doesn't feel good, whether you're going to the salon or you're on a baseball field. So... (laughs) Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Seth, rate the joke. Anytime you get waxed, whether it's yeah. at the salon or on the baseball field. I don't. Uh, I want to rate it pretty good, but it feels a little bit like. Remember when Mark Sanchez was dropping jokes on the broadcast, and you can tell that they were planned in advance. Yeah. Um, that's where th- things have changed. Garrett Cole is a man twenty years behind when he should have been because it used to be back in the day like a coach or a player would come out and basically deliver a quip that he'd been thinking of for for two straight days and then it would show up in print media as a standalone quote and it would be hilarious and everybody would uh think it would be awesome nowadays it's like yeah fire that off on twitter you know like and maybe and you'll still get killed for it but at least some people will find it funny i feel like he's a little bit of a throwback the old the the old coaches that were really good at one-liners they, they they have a harder time these days because you have the entire 20-minute press conference on on the internet whenever you want it. So it's just uh, – but I'll give it a I'll give it a B plus. Yeah. If it were 1975, I would have given it an A++. I, uh, I thought it was pretty good, and I, I had the benefit of watching the video of it as well. Uh, I, his facial expression after he said it, he kind of knew it was a bit of a – you know, like a bit of a yeah, corny yeah. joke because yeah. you could hear the pause – 
um, after the courtesy laughs that were given by the assembled media. I, I thought, yeah. and, and, and unlike Sanchez, who probably went in with five jokes written down on a sheet of paper, I, I'm going to use one of these in each quarter. Garrett yeah. Cole didn't know that question was coming. You know, he, he might have come up with it in the moment. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think I think he might have. What do you think Garrett Cole gets waxed? His beard, his actual facial beard. No, because I think, he has to keep it clean I, and weird looking. I think he gets his area down there, like the upper part of his thighs, like uh, it might stick out married. of a speedo or something like that. Well, you know, yeah, he does vacation in Italy a lot, yeah. so he's probably wearing speedos out on the beach. And, yeah, uh, yeah. No, manscaping is a it is a that that's a I, that's look, a that's the cover charge these days. That's, I know it's a cover charge, but he's been married long enough, and it's like there's manscaping and then there's waxing. Yeah, and uh, it, I guess. I don't yeah, waxing is painful. Fresh. He's right about wow. I've never gotten one, but it just looks painful. No, actually, I did. Remember that? Remember that time our old boss, yeah, two bosses ba- ago. You got your back waxed. Yeah, yeah. he. Uh, we had two bosses ago. Uh, we did a thing for like a week here at the station. Longtime listeners will remember this, where he he did. We had to do like dares as a show. Like it was almost like his own yeah. fear factor. I think he was doing it for his own entertainment. It was. But if you it, Google it me, that's really, one of the first things that comes yeah. up. If I ever, if I ever have to go get a real job. <laughs> Like if I ever, if some reason this radio thing fails and I have to go get a real job and they Google me, the first thing they're going to see is a shirtless me in the studio across the hall getting my back waxed on the air. Um, <laughs> and it sucked. Got, you know what? That's funny. I started a YouTube channel almost exclusively to try to push my radio row fight down yeah. um, <laughs> in, my, in my search rankings. <laughs> That's right. I forgot you have a much more viral moment than my back Well, waxing. it's funny, though, too, because, you know, Josh put out one. And Josh and I have, like, Josh, Josh and I didn't really have to make up. We didn't talk for a long time after that. But we've I've been on his podcast since then and everything. But Josh did put out a video at the time that's, you know, Heavily edited in his favor, and I've never watched it. But like, I'm like, but I always see it pop up when I'm googling for various things. And I'm like, all right, I got, I got to push that thing down. I think I've got it down. The Boston radio version of it is number four right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because they were sitting right next to you. Yeah, so that's more. That's just kind of documenting the whole thing. But it's it's still not the best. It's not the thing I want. Like when my child uh, meets a new friend and their parents might look me up, I don't want them seeing that. Yeah, and yet they do. So yeah. that's their first impression of me. I don't know, yeah. Some of them might think it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like the pay. You know, it's like some people might yeah, be big not sports. Like I'm violent on it or anything? No, no, it's very entertaining. I mean, it's it, for sure. Um, so good job, Garrett Cole. You were funny. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 